On April 16th, come see an in-the-flesh reading of We're Alive at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood. For ticket info and more information, go to www.zombiepodcast.com. We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of... Now I'm recording. Now the show... But Greg, you know, that was like the perfect intro. It was not the perfect. You can do better than that. (sighs) Suck it up, Brom Brocker. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. Is that better, Greg Miller, or is that worse? That was, that was, nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. Okay. My name is Brittany Brombucker and I am your host and with me this week is Greg Miller. Hello, Brittany. Hello, Greg. Uh, Joining us with Greg Miller is Mike, Michael Rooney. Is that your last name, Rooney? No, last name is actually Faye, but that's all right. So where does the Rooney come from? Where where does all this Rooney come from? I'll give you like the, uh, like the 10 second elevator version of this story. Uh, When I was, we have all the time in the world. Oh, all right, cool. Then I'll, I'll stretch it way out. No, in high school uh, on the track team, I ran, according to one of my, my friend's older brothers, I ran just like Forrest Gump. Uh, And that, that name sort of carried on. We, we all ended up going to the same college together, carried on over there, and it evolved from Gump to Gumparooney, and then it just got shortened to Rooney eventually. So then when I was looking for a good online handle, I just chose Mr. Rooney, and that's what I've been ever since. That's a good story. Very. It's better than my story and how I have my handle, because I know you guys want to know. I'll tell you how I got it. I do. You do want to know. Okay, so back um, when I first had the internets, my username was Furby765, because I loved Furby. Hey. And then someone in a chat room called me gay. Because no one's ever mean to each other on the internet. No, I was wow. like... 10. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll change it to Brit. And ooh, the numbers 5091 sound good. I'll just pick those. And that was it. What about you, Game Over Greggy? Uh, when I was working at a daily newspaper, they gave me, well, I was, I've been called Greggy my whole life by my friends. That's my, uh, you know, that's my nickname mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I started working at the newspaper and they gave me a video game column and video game blog, uh, they wanted to call it Game Over. So when I tricked them into buying me an Xbox 360, I did my Xbox Live name is Game Over Greggy. Cool story, bro. I got a better one, too. Okay. Hey, Michael Fay, how long have you known me? Uh, quite a while, Greg Miller. Do you know that the first time you ever contacted me was on Monday, August 4th, 2008? I, I did know that. Yep. Yeah, I keep I actually have a little journal. Uh, it's a little little moleskin <laughs> notebook, and every time I talk to you, I uh, I make a little note in there. And, uh, you, know, you know me from the IGN.coms, and you're one of the few who pops up once in a while to aim me. The first thing you ever aimed me was you were uh, trying to help me. You heard I was having trouble with Safari, <laughs> so you uh, you aimed me to see if you could help me through it, and I think you did, Aww. so thank you. Hey, you're welcome. My pleasure. And the bromance has been there ever since. Yeah, that's right. Ever I, since. I, ever since, whenever I've IM'd Greg, he's like, that's great, but I'm really fucking busy, so please make this short. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people miss that. A lot of people don't understand that when they want to just check in. They don't understand. I'm, I always try to keep it like three messages. I'm like, Hey Greg, loved X Y Z. 
beyond and that's it like i just i'm like i'm in i'm out that's it <laughs> See, that's good that's a good protocol he likes it in and out just like that i do i love it in and out just like that nice and quick three lines back to sleep before we get into the summary i need to tell you that i'm catching a lot of flack for your idea to put friday into the end of our podcast last week friday it's the one it was well, the best song ever yeah. So people should just get on board with it. Okay, so we're helping them. You know, I mean, this this is you know a message board come to life. Where I say this is the forum for We're Alive, and we want to make sure that everyone understands that this is now the official song of We're Alive. Mm. They, this I, I have a feeling that you know when it's all said and done, when the show's done, Casey's writing the final act or whatever. Michael's just gonna sit back. He'll be he'll be on he'll be on some talk show reflecting about everything that happened to the zombies, <laughs> and then he'll talk about how this is the song they played while they destroyed the zombies. Oh, God. People are going to hate you for that. Michael. Hi, Michael. Mike. God, that's so awkward. I hate calling you Michael. Have you listened to the Friday song? Oh, oh, I've listened to it. And I, okay. I have to say my favorite version is the bleeped out version. Um, oh, the that, Facebook. The IGN Facebook. The version. IGN Facebook version. I haven't seen yeah. that. I'll need to get on that. Yeah, come on, Brittany. Be part of the internet. All right? <sighs> I'm trying. That was good, though, Brit. I, we appreciate you just killing that conversation real quick, though. That was, that was good. I, I've never seen it. Game over. What, what, right. what the hell? She's thirteen. What can you censor? I don't get it. Everything. Oh no, it's, it was Scott Bromley. Just, oh. yeah, he went in and bleeped random words to make okay. it sound like she was okay, okay. saying really bad stuff. So we'll jump into twenty-two about last night. So the track starts out with this joyous music, ladies and gentlemen. The advertisements are back. I was gonna say this is in my notes. Wayside flowers. Thank Christ, someone bought ads again. I was so excited. God, I've missed that. Oh man, I loved it. It was awesome. Oh. And like for and for a while, they had me thinking because you know Wayside Flowers kind of sounds like Wayland. Wayland yes. So I, I was wondering if they were leading into something just to catch us off guard, and like Michael Swan was going to get attacked or what? But, <laughs> uh, it all panned out in the end. It, Wayside Flowers is buying ads. Let's get Reef Aquarium Systems back up in this bitch. Come on. For all your custom aquarium needs. Oh God. Yeah. God, I can't wait till I have some kind of octopus or something, and I have to go get a cage. <laughs> a cage for your octopus. You know what, Britt? <laughs> You let me take care of how I want to take care of things. <laughs> okay. Oh, Greg Miller's going to be the new octopi dealer around California. There you go. So back to We're Live. It starts out with Bert telling Michael that Lizzie and Riley brought back a bottled water truck. So there's that. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, there was speculation on the forums that there would actually be a mission for that, and apparently there was, but it wasn't that exciting and not story-worthy. Um, they also- now, real quick, Brittany. Yo. Do you think this is my chance to get Pete back in this, get him back in the game? <laughs> they stole his water. He's mad, too, now. He's coming out of the colony. It'll be Pete's truck, bottled water Pete's truck. Pete's water, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, okay, I can edit this out, but I don't think we can talk about it, can we? No, no, that's why I was teasing it. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Tease. Ah. Yeah. The drive up demand ahead of time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we also find out that Bert's safe from locked and loaded has been emptied. So they have the water, they have the ammo, they have the food. Looks like they're sitting pretty well. So Michael and Quiet, he wants to know what's going on with this longer term plan that Angel had mentioned. So Angel says that they do have a few options, and he later mentions that they actually made an official chart with options, but Fort Irwin is the only one that makes sense and that it is doable. Bert says it's far away, so that's kind of a negative fallback. Uh, Michael tells Angel that returning to the colony is not an option. Tanya meets up with Angel, Michael, and Bert, and they all go up to see Saul. Turns out Saul's condition is about the same. He's still feverish. He's confused at times, but he's still hanging in there, and they're still not sure if he's infected or not. Tanya says that they had a case at the colony of prolonged turning, and that the person was euthanized before the infection took over completely. 
dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying it. Euthanized. Yeah, more like shot in the head. Uh, it was one case out of hundreds, so it's not a common thing. Then Bert says, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have taken his handcuffs off. And then you hear everyone's like rifles and guns being loaded. They just want to be prepared. They weren't going to shoot him. Just in case he changed. Because that's how it always goes in these things. I know. Oh, maybe I shouldn't take it. And then he come in there. He jumps at you. Bites. Exactly. Well, yeah. Saul is lethargic. Angel pretty much shakes the shit out of him. That's the impression I got anyway. He wakes up. And then Saul says he does not want to play Xbox with Angel. I know. I thought what of you. The, what the hell? <laughs> we all know they would be playing PS3s. All the Xbox would be broken. There'd be no one there to fix them. PS3s would still be going strong. That's right. I think Casey uh, is an Xbox fanboy, though. So I think that's why that got put in there. Um, Saul drops the S-bomb shit, and Tanya scolds him, and a little light bulb goes off in his head, and he starts mauling Tanya. Um, everyone's kind of standing around going, well, what's going on? Uh, he then says, you know, I thought you guys found a doctor. And then Tanya says, well, I am a doctor. And he said, no, you're a vet mama. That doesn't count. Oh, she's his mom. Prediction number one. That came true. Saul and his mom immediately start bickering about past issues. And it turns out um, while Saul was spending time in, I think it was, was it jail or prison? I think it was jail. Anyway, he, they drifted apart. Tanya received a job at an emergency clinic. And Did you just say jail or prison? Yeah, they're different. All right. Stickler. Isn't j- jail is like a drunk tank, right? And then prison's like yeah. prison. So Tanya received a job at an emergency clinic in Anaheim, and when Saul got out of jail or prison, she was gone. They didn't keep in touch after that. Tanya doesn't think he's infected with a zombie virus, but he is infected with something most likely stemming from his wound. So Michael and Angel leave the room. Bert just kind of lurks behind. Um, Bert, he knows that people have caught wind that he's stepped down from the authority position, and I think he's just trying to avoid that right now. He doesn't want to deal with that. So on his way, on Angel and Michael's way out, Saul asks Angel to send Lizzie and so he can meet Tanya. It's a little awkward, but Tanya quickly dismisses the thought, says that she needs to focus on Saul. So Tanya thinks it's a bacterial infection. She has lots of drugs. She gives him a pick line so the antibiotics can be inserted easier. So they must be administered several times a day, 30 minutes at a time, a 1,000 milligram dosage each. If it's given to him too fast, he'll have a reaction, but if it's not given to him on schedule, he could get worse. Were you going to say something, Mike? Yeah, is that, did you look it up? Are those real drugs? Uh, no, I did not know how to spell those. Okay. <laughs> no, too much They've gotta be. orphans at the end of them, or whatever. Yeah, I would think they would Yeah, be I'm sure they are. It's just they sound, like, really hardcore, and Saul didn't know anything about them. He's like, well, I've, you know, we, I went through training, and we never heard of those. Yeah. So. Something interesting that I'll bring up later is that Tanya said that they went through a lot of trouble to get those drugs. Now, I don't know if she was talking about a lot of trouble as in when they left the colony, or a lot of trouble, as in like when they originally got there and trying to, because we never find out where they got all of their supplies. Victor never mm-hmm. said, so something to think about. I assumed it was that the trouble they went through leaving the colony. That was that was how I read it, but oh, okay. right. it could have been the other way. That's what I thought too. And then later on, Bert's like, "So how did you get these drugs?" And then they never really answered the question. And I don't know. I mean, you could be right, or it could be something Casey's teasing us for later. Anyway. Um, so prediction number two that came true is that they were experimenting on the zombie slash infected humans. So what happened was that the person that was slowly turning, they administered the same drugs. I think they're giving to Saul to that person, but it didn't do any good. So they stopped experimenting and that was it. Saul immediately gets up and starts roaming around because he's feeling the effects of the drugs like immediately. Um, Which he, they said he, it wouldn't work that fast. All placebos. Right. It's um, adrenaline, I'm assuming, like you said, mental. 
So Bert tells Saul. No, what it is is that Saul is a lazy motherfucker. Okay. He's just been laying there for a month and a half. Uh, Bert tells Saul that she was on a mission this morning and that she wouldn't be around. Saul's like, oh, that's okay. I'll just go stretch my legs. Um, Tanya says, oh, hey, I'm going to set up a clinic right here. And Bert's like, cool. Bert is a loudmouth and tells Tanya that he needs to follow Saul to make sure no one tells him anything different about Lizzie. And, of course, Saul overhears Bert. Oh, is that? See, that's not how I read into that. No, yeah, me neither. Okay, how'd you read I, into I assumed it? that Saul like walked out in the hallway or ran into Tom whoever his face is and the guy was like oh hey did you know that lizzie got kicked out i didn't I, someone told him in the hallway not he overheard me too part. that's what i heard oh really yeah tell me more about this mr whatever his face is though oh i, I can't uh it's it's a it's an upcoming character that i'm gonna be portraying. is that your part you're in yep. the show now too yep. god dang everyone's in the show but me that's bullshit <laughs> i'm pissed so okay yeah listeners send an email to you where greg you want to send it to the gmails we're not dead podcast at gmail.com don't listen later in the show when Britt tries to give you four other email addresses that's the one you go to okay yeah uh send an email there and tell us how you interpreted that entire scene so then we flash to michael and angel and they are discussing options like where they're gonna go where they're gonna leave so fort Irwin is michael's favorite option thus far the only problem is they'd have to lot well I don't know if this is a problem, but he said uh, anything that would want to get to them would have to cross a lot of desert. I guess that's a plus. There's a base there that would be self-sustaining, and there might even be people there. We find out that Bert had sealed off the balcony floors from the first to the fourth, and he even put traps inside the rooms. Everyone is now chilling on floors five and above, so they unanimously unanimously decide to go to Fort Irwin. How are we going to get there? We could convoy, but there's traffic jams. What other option do they have, Greg Miller? Kalani. Which I thought was, like, the dumbest thing to suggest. Like, at least they immediately are like, well, then landing would be hard. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. There's a zombie apocalypse. I have no idea how far it's spread. I want to get in a plane, fly till I'm out of gas, <laughs> and land. Uh, maybe it'll be okay. Um. So right when Angel is telling Michael that there have been no new survivors since Michael, Pegs, and Kelly left, Saul storms in and is pissed. He demands the key for the Hummer. Bert talks him out of using the Hummer, but instead of taking something more compact. So Angel in this situation is the only one really trying to keep Saul from going because I mean the dude's been in like the bed for like I don't even know how long and he this is like his first time getting up ish I'm assuming we haven't and clearly he's been faking clearly clearly like he said he's a lazy <laughs> motherfucker uh, Michael tells him to go but to check with the other group to see where they should look and Bert and Saul leave and that's it did anyone else think that that was just a little too easy they were like Saul don't go. Oh, okay, just go see who, just go check with everyone else. It's like, really? The dude's been laid up for a month, and it's like, all of a sudden, ah, you know what? No, don't go. Mm, Okay, go ahead. No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about, too. I mean, I'm sure it's adrenaline, but how far will that take him, realistically? And I know a lot of people had issues with that. Um, I can go into this now. I'll, I'll wait. So what are your opinions on that? I think, I think, I'm, I'm giving him a hard time right now, saying he's lazy and yada, yada, yada. I think... Casey writes a very intelligent show, mm-hmm. and so I would say that Saul was at not at least a little bit hamming it up. He was he was playing the Kalani card, just laying there being motionless. So he's up to something. I'm putting it out right now. He's probably the rat. You think so? He's the no. one who sold everybody out. No, yep, I'm putting way. it out there. Nope. Mark my words right here. Why? Episode ten of the show. Because this is fishy. This is this smells like fish, and I don't like it one bit. No, no. Because it doesn't make any sense. He would not. It, I was expecting them him to get up right and he was gonna say all right we're gonna go for lizzie and everybody's trying to talk him out of it and then he they say all right 
I thought he was going to sputter out eventually, like collapse. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Faint. Do something where like, oh, my blood sugar's down. This has been happening. Yada, yada, yada. It, no. it seemed like All too right. miraculous of a turnaround. Listen, Greg, here's the deal, okay? Imagine that you've been laid up in bed for a month with some crazy – you've been shot. Hey, how about let's try that? You've been shot, okay? You're in bed for a month, okay? And you, you're doing okay. I mean you're, 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 you're holding steady in your condition. Someone comes in and says, Damon has been captured. What yeah. you're gonna you're gonna dive out of bed and go save Damon. You know you are. No, yeah, I would if I had been shot in the shoulder and that was it. But he's infected and he's supposed to be out of it. He's you're telling me that he's been laying there on the ground, writhing in pain, in and out of this fever state, to the point where he doesn't understand the woman he loves is gone, has disappeared. He hasn't noticed that yet and hasn't been able to, you know, put two and two together. Well she's only been but, gone for like a day. Yeah, like overnight, right? Like it's been but Has no, I, I see what he, he even makes mention, you know, I thought she would be here by now. So I think he was starting to catch on anyway. Mm, I don't trust him. Um, so going back to the uh, traitor, you think he's a traitor. I'm on Traitor of the Tower. It's on zombiepodcast.com slash forum. It's on the front page. It's something that Rafe, user Rafe, had made up. And this is his mm-hmm. thought on Saul being the the brat says Saul is lovable Saul is simple Saul has good friends Saul is in a relationship with the prettiest girl in the tower Saul is a happy man Saul did not commit the crime it is also worth mentioning that the Maulers nearly killed Saul he isn't likely Mm, to be talking with them although it is possible that he could have been taken hostage by the Maulers as he was trying to escape that theory doesn't hold much water because one he's military and is trained against interrogation and two there's no way Saul would or even could hold that secret he would have told Michael if something like that had happened but you never know. You never know. The show's predictable. It's not interesting. So, like I said earlier, I know people on the forums had issues. Nick Voodoo said he was really disappointed in Michael at that moment. He says, I know convincing Saul not to go anywhere is impossible, but I mean, come on. Props to Angel for being the only reasonable person, the best leadership he's shown in, this, in the series, bar none. And he still, he still allowed himself to get trampled on, even though he was right. So I'm pissed off at Irrational Saul, disappointed in Michael's bad decision, and irritated beyond belief at Angel's lack of a pair. <laughs> Yari wrote back and says, Don't be pissed at Saul. Folks that are sick are impulsive, confused, and unreasonably afraid. You can't argue with them. You can't reorient them. The best you can do is go along with it and then divert it, or when it's really, really bad, offer a chemical attitude correction in the form of IV. So, I mean, if Saul doesn't, like, drop out the door from, like, exhaustion and, oh, my God, I'm actually up and moving around, yeah. I would be, I would think that's a little suspicious. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's what I see happening next. Okay, so you think then my thing, that I, the, the thing that hinges on for me and so many others is going to happen as soon as we come back. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, also Michael allowed Saul to go, maybe because, one, he, you know, didn't think he'd get very far, and two... After, you know, the whole situation with Pegs at the colony, he kind of, you know, realizes that you'll do anything for the one that you love. Because, I mean, if Michael had to stand back and watch Pegs get tased or whatever the hell happened to her, you know, I think he'd probably do the same thing no matter what his injuries were. Whatever. Do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. I think he's just kind of like, okay, I totally understand that's a girl you'll ever go after her. He's got a little perspective now. Yeah. He's grown up before our ass. Greg Miller, we are amazing because we had three predictions that came true. This episode, well, it kind of came true. So they mentioned Kalani being used for an airplane, which, I mean, come on, who didn't see that coming? Saul was Tanya's mother, and they were conducting experiments on the zombie creature things. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a predictable episode, though. I have to say that. Yeah, but they're setting up the next piece, right? I mean, like, I wasn't expecting them to get right to Lizzie, so. Oh, no, I mean. They gotta like, keep waiting. Uh, Fragit said that he thought this episode actually, that's the same, I didn't make that up. He said That was that a he great thought, name, that's a great name, good job, Fragit. <laughs> he said uh, he thought that this episode actually fell flat. 
He said, um, no offense to Casey or anything, but not much happened. Yes, we found out that it was Saul's mom, but meh. It just seemed to jump from Lizzie being captured to the previous episode to the small tidbit of info about Saul's mom in the next episode. And Casey wrote back and said, you know, no offense taken. He said, I pretty much, I understand that not all pieces to the puzzle are interesting. I think that's interesting. You don't have to point out when you sit there and you uh, critique the episodes. I, I'm think, I'm speaking for Casey without actually talking to him. You don't have to start with no disrespect. I don't think he's going to be offended. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're you're a fan of the show, just like us, who's going out of your way to download it. You're allowed to have an opinion, and I I, I go into that too. Like I I don't think it was a, an amazing episode, but I don't I, you know it just furthered the plot, which has to be there. Otherwise, you can't always just have zombies running around. When Skittle shows up and gets eaten. I want it to be important. I don't want it to just be, oh, another guy I don't like is getting eaten. Oh, Will he bleed Skittles? That's I hope so. It. I hope they bite him and, yeah, they pull back the skin and all these just Skittles fall out of, fall out of him. Taste the rainbow. Um, okay, so Saul and Bert are out to save Lizzie. Now, I think Bert's going to die during this No. Mission. Bite yes. your tongue, little woman. <sighs> Never. Okay, no, maybe I'm just being pessimistic, but... Okay, so Bert's realized he can't lead the tower. He willingly stepped down from this leader- leadership position that he fought so hard for in the beginning. So now I think, you know, he's looking for a purpose. And to him, he feels bad enough that Lizzie's kicked out. So he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, I mean, what other purpose does Bert have? I hate saying that he's only there because he has a purpose, but I'm pretty sure that's how this works. Well, his purpose is that he's awesome. Now, now he's the fallen, you know, he's come down, he knows his place, him and Michael work closer than ever, and he will continue to be awesome at shooting things. Well, he will be, him and Shirley, great. But what I'm saying is now he's, like, at this low, and so for him to, like, go out with a bang would be to, like, sacrifice himself for Lizzie. No, you see, but you don't need that at this point. Like, he's already had his low point. It's not like the death, if they, if they had done it a different way where he had stayed the leader... Mm-hmm. And then died, and as he was dying, like that was sort of his his relief from all the tension that had been built up against him. That would have been one thing. But we've already had that that sort of release of that tension. So now he just sort of falls back into his role of, like Greg said, being awesome and being a great shot, and but that's and just becomes it. a you know a member of the cast again. I mean, okay, I understand that. I mean, well, I mean, by your logic, then what's Riley's role right now? Time for her to die. What, but what has Riley ever really had a role? I mean, yeah, she's I mean, kinda... she ran the food rations for a while, and that was a big part of it. And when we were in the very beginning of you know survivalism. No, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Actually, I don't, I don't know what I think. Riley, I don't think we know enough about Riley yet to kill her off. Like Bert, we, I, I think we kind of know him as a character. I mean, he's just kind of moping around now. He has his wife died of lung cancer. Blah blah blah. He has a store. Bert might know. be my favorite character on the show in terms of just the his vocal talents and how much I appreciate how rounded that character is. Do not kill him, Casey. Do not kill Bert. He signed eventually. He's an old man. I mean, they have his all of his rifle and his ammo. What? That's all he's good for to you, Brittany? That's all? Well, what else ammo? is he good for? He probably needs... Never mind. I'm going to go there. Sure. Yeah, he's all comic... He's funny. He has some great lines. I'm, I forget what it was this one, but there's one where he chuckled. and He said basically what I was thinking, and I was like, oh, Bert. Adorable. Yeah, when he was talking to Tanya. And he's like, I like her already. Yeah, 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 that was it, that was it. So what do you think is going to happen, Mr. Rooney, with this whole Lizzie situation? <sighs> so, all right, there's a couple things that I, I think would be kind of crazy. I feel like there hasn't been any really big sort of shocker moments yet in terms of, like, Shock. killing off any of the ca- cast members. And I just have this vision of, like, Lizzie showing up dead on, on the doorstep oh, with... <laughs> With a note on her chest, like you know, eye for an eye or something crazy. That and, would be awesome. And then, like, then it like drives them into a rage, and they go and attack the Maulers, and there's a big battle on their turf. Mm-hmm. 
and then that conflict is resolved in some fashion, and then they head off to Fort Irwin. Like that's, I mean, that's one way to do it. But the thing is, is that that'd be a great way. I don't think I feel like there hasn't been enough between her and Saul to dri- recently to drive the necessary emotion behind a moment like her dying at this point. So I I don't think it's going to go that way, but at the same time I can kind of see that I can kind of see just Lizzie like dying, like head on a stake outside the tower, <laughs> like you know, like just just awful, just like open an episode like that and everyone would just be you know sort of blown away. By yeah. It. Right now, right now they try to go outside and that's what they find. Like that would be Blondie's awesome. Like, head that, on a that would be a great way to get out of the whole Saul being not well enough to actually move. <laughs> right. No, I right. mean I definitely think you know something's gonna happen with the Mollers because I can't see them. You know, once they hop on that airplane and they fly however many freaking miles it is. You know, I can't imagine the Maulers or the Colony making another appearance in the story unless they... Like, no, see, that's the thing. They have to resolve that conflict with the Maulers yeah. before they before they move the story elsewhere. Yeah, okay. Was well, there anything else you guys really wanted to talk about this episode? I know you took notes, Mike. I did, yeah. I th- Yeah, I did. I just, I went through. I wanted to... I wanted to uh, be a good contribution You're to, the, doing amazing. to the podcast. We love you. So, he wanted to bring an, an air of professionalism to show his mission <laughs> totally. for about nine episodes. <laughs> um, I liked when Tanya came in and referred to Datu as the funny guy with the strange accent. That was awesome. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I feel like they. I feel like there hasn't. I feel like this zombie podcast hasn't had enough zombies lately. Um, I, I just. I want to know. I want to know more like about the arena. I know that's kind of like a past thing, but I like I want to know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with the tattoo? Yeah, don't worry. Boy. I'm sure at some point Datu's going to sit Hope down and just walk her through her mother's death. <laughs> How she Gosh. screamed as she step was by torn step, apart, frame by frame. We still need to hear how Michael broke his arm exactly. Oh, we don't that know is that true. Yet. Like, like I just you know, and I know that that stuff is coming. It's just mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of human interaction. Yeah, I want some zombie interaction. I th- but that's yeah, no, I agree. I think a lot of the zombie interactions also going to come when they try to flee. You know, or oh, we, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know it now. It's going to be like they're going to be trapped in an airplane. They're going to be circling this like this airfield, and there's zombies all over the place, and they have to run and escape, and blah 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 blah. They're going to try to leave through some street, and there's going to be a mountain of cars, and a tattooed one is going to be standing <laughs> on top of them, pointing down, surrounded by legions of zombies, and it'll just be a big. <laughs> everyone's going to die, and that'll be the end of the podcast. Oh. Be like, thank you for wow. listening. Go get a custom bouquet, and that'll and then be the it. Friday, and then the Friday song will play, and it'll end magically. Yes. Yep. That'll be the song that that swells up over the final battle. Yes. Oh, yeah, God. that'll be awesome. Kill them all. Uh, so <laughs> is I mean, if that's it, Greg and I can move on to our little acting date. Well, Greg already already had his acting debut. Now, Brittany, it's time you defended my honor. I do. I really should a do l- this. A lot of these kids <sighs> on the boards talking about me being a real diva i'm not really a diva i'm some fat dude from the internet i have no i'm not worried about being in the show no okay yeah greg is probably one of the most humble and nicest guys i've ever met so yeah so it's funny because greg's like the total opposite of that so we make a joke out of it thank you it's about time someone defended my honor on the show you're welcome you're welcome okay greg so uh you ready to hop into this so i'm ready what are we doing? Explain it to the kids. Casey sent me a blurb from Chapter 22. I am supposed to tell you that this could change. This might not ever make it into the episode, but we have it. Greg will be playing the role of Tanya, and I will be Michael. Greg, take yes. it away. You don't find that odd? You write, th- you write about things in here that we never came close to experiencing in the colony. Never saw the types you describe. Nothing as fast or as big as these claims some of them to be. 
I don't know if it's people just exaggerating or... Trust me, it's no exaggeration. Aren't you curious what they might be doing? They want to just go away. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. dun. So, uh, Mike, For I have to ask you... all your flower needs, contact Wayside <laughs> Flower. <laughs> How was that live performance? Was that, that, was, good? that was amazing. I felt, f- I felt like I was yeah. listening to the real thing. Actually, right Greg, there. that was a pretty spot-on Tanya. I'm not going to lie to you, you know, there. That was yeah, good stuff. If she ever goes down, I'm there to help. I'm there to be Saul's mom. I can do it. By the way, she is like one of my new favorite voice actors on the show. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah, she's good. Yeah, I really like her. I like her character so far. Uh, so we can talk about this a little bit. So it sounds like Tanya is reading through the journals. And she's saying, you know, we never came across these crazy fuckers in the colony. Yeah, maybe they're centralized in a location. And I think her last line there, you know, aren't you curious what they might be doing? They wouldn't just go away. Right. It, it talks to them, you know, they're planning something. They're plotting something. They're at the arena, right? They're gathering in a force somewhere ready to do something. Yeah, it's 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 good foreshadowing. I, I, that, that's, that's good stuff. I like that. So that's chapter 22. So we know. That's all of chapter 22. That's the entire thing. That's exactly. That's all <laughs> of like chapter 22. It's like 15 seconds long. That's fantastic. It's, and it's, it's broken into three parts. It's a, it's a line at a time. That's a chapter. Wow. Awesome. I can't wait. There's a new contest going on in the forums. It's the community contest where chapter one is available for download. The script. The script. Yes. And what the contest is, is that you, the fans of We're Alive, Need to, well, they don't need to. You can make a rendition of whatever part of that script you want to. The winner will receive a signed Season 1 box set by Casey and Shane. Mm-hmm. So we have our first entrant, Bradley Frazier. He sent us a video of him dressed as Michael, reading Michael's intro to We're Alive. When he's talking about, you know, if I read through the journal, maybe it'll make more sense to me. So you guys watched it? I did. Indeed. Yes. I, I enjoy he put a lot of characterization into it. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on here. He's got a he's got a good costume piece. He's got this little green beret on. It's got the camouflage on it. He's got black war paint. He's got blood on a white shirt. He's got all this stuff. And I just like you know I envision this. I envision this takes place a few years down the road. So Michael is even shabbier looking and has a beard. <laughs> and there's but a punching Mike, bag in his basement. Exactly. Michael's still living in a pretty nice basement. <laughs> he's got a punching bag behind him. He's got a entertainment stand, it looks like. Maybe a fridge. Yeah, Michael's doing pretty well for himself. He is. So I will post this on the forum, and you guys can take a look. And we need more entries, people, please. Greg Miller, what will you do for the next person that sends us an entry? I will send them uh, a signed photo of Brittany Baumrocker as a rhino. I know. Nice. We don't have any pictures of me as a rhino. I have a few uh, Triceratops pictures that people yes. did send. Now it's time to move on. Now let's get to an animal that actually exists. Michael, are you going to enter enter into this? No, con- I'm not. Um, <laughs> mostly because I, I don't... I, I'm, I'm like a really good-looking guy, and I don't want to... I don't want to set the bar... <laughs> that high for this contest i don't i just that, that's that means a lot that's nice of you to look out for the other yeah, kids like that yeah, or the exactly. other board kids yep. yeah you're making it fair too. you're making it fair yeah, I, like exactly. that. I like that about you know it. i you know i was all i was really smart in school so i was always screwing up the curve for everyone else and mm-hmm. after they after i got, got so out of mad school, at you i bet yes they? and i just i took a vow to not not unleash uh my awesomeness on the world in in such large doses so i'm taking a step back from this one you will be appreciated for that for years to come. 
Thank you very much. Hey, you're very welcome. So let's jump into some listener mail. So uh, Greg Miller, I have to call you out. Um, last, Well, no, because last episode I said that I was the one that made mention of the zombies with scars on them. Uh-huh. And you disagreed with me. And I yes. got someone from New Zealand that says, hey, Greg, just so you know, Britt was right. You were wrong. She picked up on the scars in the early episode from Rachel. And then we have another one from Bradley that says, I have a photographic memory and listen to your podcast repeatedly. <laughs> How does that help him listening to a podcast? No, but it's okay. <laughs> Brittany was the one who noticed the first zombies Michael saw had scars. The scars led her to think the zombies were created by experiments, which is logical. So I'm just All right. I stepped down. I apologize, Brittany. I shouldn't have doubted you. Brittany is the winner. You think up all the theories. We have another crazy plot twist. Last week, it was the one with Skittles in the hot tub and all the Skittles! women. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I'm going to butcher the same. L-L-A-N-A. Lana, Yana, Lena. L-A? L-L-A-N-A. I believe it's pronounced Llama. Llama. Okay. Llama says, this is another one of those theories that is just crazy but could happen. The two gay characters we've met so far are Riley and Scratch, just assuming. What if Lizzie's being a dumbass and gets captured makes some sort of thing happen between the Tower and the Maulers? They'll get together, and the Tower and Maulers will become buddies and take over the colony. Maybe uh, some sort of, like, porn parody. Is this some, know, like, was this some fanfic that got written in? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Riley and Scratch have a pre Dear Penthouse, I never thought it would happen to me. So uh, that's another plot twist. Uh, you know, maybe Casey will hear this, and he'll totally rewrite the story. What if Riley's the mole and Scratch was her girlfriend? Okay, that could be possible. There you go. I would get on board with that. Let's see. Next one. This comes from... Fuck, I don't have the person's name, but I'll get it. It says, I believe that Riley is straight and not into chicks like you guys seem to think because in Chapter 7, Part 1, after Pegs got mad at Riley for hugging Michael, they have the following conversation. This is Riley. Besides, between you and me, I like them tall and blonde, Peg says, like Angel, and Riley says, right, someone like him. Plus, Riley and Angel seem to have some sort of chemistry between them. What do you think? Well, as we all know, by using the English language on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. like means similar to, but not the same. So if Mm -hmm. I said, I I enjoy beverages like Coca-Cola, I'm not saying I enjoy coca-cola i'm saying i enjoy beverages that are similar to it the rcs the pepsis if she would have said i enjoy yeah i or whatever i enjoy such people such as mm-hmm. him there you go then she'd be talking so tall and blonde and then she just dances around it i thought it the way she i remember this line mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting the way she danced around it i think she's talking about lizzie tall and blonde yeah see and i, I thought there was a little sarcasm in her voice when she said it but i might be misremembering that like it was a little like yeah someone like that yeah, that's what I got to because I know that the actress for Lizzie is like six foot something and she's tall and she's blonde. So it could be like a little like haha inside joke to the writers creators of We're Alive that are in on that. But that's just my guess. And unfortunately, my Gmail bugged out and that was all I was able to grab before it bugged out. So that's what we have for now. <laughs> so that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. No, it is not. Mr. Rooney. Yes. Miss Brombacher. Zombie apocalypse. Where do you go? Oh, what, what's my what's my survival situation? Where are you going? They're banging on your door right now. What the hell do you do? Well, I'm basically hosed, right? I mean, that's it. If they're if they're on the door, that's it. Honestly, like, I'm thinking like I go to like a I don't know like a bank or something, something with a vault. But 
Would you lock yourself in a vault? Yeah, but, you know, then I'm screwed because I get in there and be like, ah, damn it, no air. Eat money. And no water, no food. No food, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's just, I, I haven't really thought this through. I don't have, like, a, I don't have a good plan. And I've thought about this. Like, when you guys have talked about it, I've, I've, I've actually racked to the brain and been like, so what, what do I do? And it basically just comes up the same thing every time. It's like, well, I can go down to my basement. But that's great. It's just a basement. Then I'll be in the ground when they kill me. I guess that's a step ahead. Like, I, like I don't know. Like, I, I don't. Have... So okay, if there's a zombie outbreak, do not go to Mr. Rooney's house. No, do see. not follow. He's just me. gonna look at you and go, "What do we do?" Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess we're fucked. This is it. I'm out of ideas. We're in the basement. Crap. Thanks for playing. Let's go find a vault. So before we wrap this up, Greg, why don't you pimp out a certain event happening next month? Hey kids, what are you doing on April 16th? You go to Meltdown Comics, Greg Miller. Yeah, exactly. You should come to the Los Angeleses, as they call it, and come to Meltdown Comics, where there will be an in-the-flesh reading of War Alive. Ooh, fleshlight? <laughs> an in-the-fleshlight reading. No, there will be no fleshlights there. But Britt will be there. I will be there. Wait, what does that have to do with fleshlights? I, I almost <laughs> said something after that, but I, I stopped myself. But Britt will be there, and I'll be there, and the cast of War Alive will be there, and they're going to do they're gonna read, uh, they do a live performance, you can meet KC. You can answer some trivia before the event, and uh, Britt and I might give you some swag. It's going to be a good time. You should come out and hang. And Saturday night, there will be a wing-eating contest with Jim Gleason, a.k.a. the voice of Michael Cross. Come join us. Yes. Uh, don't don't plan anything after the show, because you should just come hang out with us as we crawl around to bars. Get some Captain's Morgans. It'll be delicious. Captain's Morgans. The nights always go well. Get get that in a 12-pack of Crush, and we're going to be set. Captain's Morgans. What a, Greg, did you get drunk on a Knockin' Boots podcast or I something? I did get drunk on a I've been Boots seeing podcast. the tweets. I haven't listened to it, but I've been seeing the tweets. Most people have agreed it's the greatest podcast of all time, so you should probably download <laughs> Knocking Boots off IGN.com. Greg offers his uh, love advice, or so I'm told. For an hour and a half. Um, I hope everybody else enjoys it and no one reports us to our bosses about it. Oh, it's fantastic. So, I guess that's about it. So, Mike, Michael, Mr. Rooney. You know what? Let's let's go with Mike. Because when we talk Mike. about Michael, it's... I think of Michael Cross. Exactly. So, we'll go with Mike. Okay, we'll call you Mike. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. It was a blast. Absolutely. And Greg, yeah, thanks for coming on, I guess. Whatever. Of course. So, thank you for listening to episode 10. And should we play the Friday song? Should we do that yes. for the kids? Okay. Or you should play the Wayside Flowers ad. Oh, that was... Ooh. Okay. I'll come up Your with something. Call. Late, okay. Latest choice. Oh, thanks, Greg. No problem. Okay, so for Greg, for Mike, and for me, thank you for listening to episode 10, and we're out. It's Friday, Friday. <laughs>